You're our everything. You're our everything. We worship you. We exalt you. God, not just with lip service, but from the bottom of our heart, from the depths of our soul, you're all we have. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. You can be seated for a moment. God bless you. Amen. You know, all the Lord has to do is just withdraw his touch from us and we would be insane. That's all it would take. Amen. The Bible said God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. I still believe God gives us a spirit of a sound mind, don't you? Amen be back in the house of the Lord, and I was thinking a while ago, while we, uh, the Lord showed me something, I never quite seen it that way before, but while we were singing about the blood flowing uh, from Calvary to the highest mountain, the lowest valley, the Holy Ghost is moving. The Lord's been moving in this place this morning. I thought, you know, I kind of saw it in my mind as the Lord hanging on the cross and just the life's blood draining from him, as long as that blood was side of him, it really didn't affect us, but it was his shed blood that cleansed us from all sin. And while that blood was, was flowing out of him from his head, his back, his side, I'm going to tell you, Calvary is a gruesome picture when you really think about it and study it out. But while those Romans were rejoicing, and while hell was rejoicing, and while those Jews were screaming and crying for his blood, and hell sat back and was laughing at him, mocked this miracle worker and this uh, man who had wreaked havoc for three and a half years in the devil's kingdom and performed miracles and forgave sins that they was rejoicing that they, they thought it was finally over but what they didn't realize is every ounce of his blood was flowing it was rolling all the way back to Adam and all the way down into this service here today and while they was rejoicing it was cleansing sin it was undoing curses. It was washing minds and hearts. There was something going on the devil didn't even pick up on. And while they're casting lots for his garment, that blood was flowing down into this room today to set somebody free from hell's grip. Hallelujah. Woo! And I'm telling you, when they buried him in the tomb... Amen. The Bible said he began to preach. He that did a sin was the same that did. He preached to those that was in captivity. It ain't no wonder people was walking up out of the graves. The Bible said while he was hanging on Calvary, some of the saints was coming up out of the graves and walking the cities. Isn't that just like the devil? He's so stupid. When he thinks he's got something going on, God's setting people free and doing another work somewhere. He don't even know what's happening. Well, I'm glad I'm apostolic today. Thank God for the power of the blood. Hallelujah. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. There's a burden in this place today. I felt it when I stepped on the platform a while ago. I believe God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost this morning. He ain't going to make you get it, but I'm going to tell you if you want it. When you want it more than life itself, you'll be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I think God wants to change somebody's life here today. They say, well, that's easy to say because that's in the Word of God. I know that. I know it is. I could get up here and say, God don't want anybody to go to hell. And you know what? I'd be absolutely right. But I'm telling you, when I stepped on this platform, God spoke to my spirit. He wants to touch somebody today in this service. Have you come hungry? Are you hungry enough? I said, are you hungry enough? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I heard a man of God preach back in uh, AMC. Brother Brad Lambeth, he made a statement. He said, are you hungry enough? That has been echoing in my mind ever since that meeting. Amen. We need a hunger to get a hold of us in this day and hour. I've come hungry for God today. Amen. Amen. It's good to be here. I have, a, I have something here on my heart I've never preached before. But uh, I want to follow after the Lord and see what He does here. I trust Him, don't you? Amen. Good to be back in Olathe. Good to be with Pastor Riggin and his church family. The Reagan family, we love it, love his people, and uh, very, very much and esteem them as an elder in our life, and uh, look up to him. Thank God the, the day came that he allowed Elder Reagan to cross our path and our life, and we appreciate it so much, and don't take it for granted standing behind this pulpit. I appreciate the opportunity every time we get to preach here, 
Amen. I'm no stranger here, but uh, I still am appreciative of it. Amen. If you have your Bibles, will you turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 13. Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 13. The Bible says, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seen, see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see. And shall not perceive. I'm going to stop and say this. I don't want to be a part of the fulfillment of that prophecy. Let somebody else do it. There's enough wicked people out there that don't want to hear. Let them do it. I don't want to be part of that prophecy. For this people's heart is wax gross. Their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes, they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Should understand with their heart. Should be converted and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see. And your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. I'm going to tell you, we've seen and heard things that Moses hadn't even heard and seen. Do you realize the Holy Ghost experience is greater than the experience he had on the mountaintop? Because he looked at God, but we got God inside of us. Hallelujah. They gazed at him at a distance, but friend, he lives and breathes and moves inside of our heart and mind if we're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost here today. Amen. He wrote down the law and gave it to Moses. He took his finger and wrote it in our heart because of Calvary. Thank God for Calvary. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When they when it when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. That is he which received the seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and in with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he no root, not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth, because of the word by and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns, is he that heareth the words, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. I don't just want to hear it, but I want God to give me a revelation of what he's saying. There's those that hear, then there's those that hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. I've preached here before. Uh, I've preached the thought spiritual cravings. I sang about it this morning. I've also preached spiritual sensitivity. I'm going to preach something here this morning. Spiritual recognition. Spiritual, spiritual recognition. I want to be able to recognize the move of the Holy Ghost. There's a difference in coming to church and then coming and recognizing that God is in this house. And recognizing what the Lord is doing. And it, it kind of ties in with the other two thoughts. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, we need a spiritual sensitivity to get a hold of us. We have got to be in tune with God. We have got to hear the voice of the Lord. We've got to have a hunger inside of us. We are in a race against time. We have got to have the sovereign move of the Holy Ghost. And just as this parable said, there is still a wicked one in this day and hour that wants to steal the seed and the faith of the Word of God from the hearts and the minds of men. But He's given us power over the devil. I said, He's given us power over the devil. Amen. And if we're hungry enough, God will give us what we need. Amen, amen. Well, I can see we're going to be in a war here today, ain't we? There's a hunger here, but I'm going to tell you, there's a spirit of hell wanting to fight this service. But I got news for you. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I believe there's enough hunger here to override the principalities and the powers of darkness. We take authority over that spirit in the name of Jesus. God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost today. And we're not taking a back seat to the devil. Let's worship him. Hallelujah. 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 
Come on, let's worship Him from our heart here today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, we have not come to glorify the enemy, but to glorify You in this place. Let Your Spirit just rain down in this house. Hallelujah. We have felt a stream of the Holy Ghost. But God, we're asking for a flood before we leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Let's worship Him a minute. We need to climb into a different different dimension here. Let's just wait on the Lord here a second. Hallelujah. Lift your voice with me. Talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I need some intercessors to help me pray right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Send the preacher in the house today. In Jesus' name. Send your angels into this place. Let your anointing break every yoke, God, of every mind, of every heart, of every soul. We've come hungry for you, Lord. We've come hungry for you, Lord. We've come hungry for you, Lord. We've come hungry for you, God. We want you to move. We long for you to move. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, a thousand devils couldn't stop Legion from getting to Jesus when he made up his mind. Amen. He said, the Lord said, you know, he recognized his opportunity. He said, there's the Lord. There's something about him. I don't understand it all. But that man can help me. And that man full of the devil fell at the feet of the Lord. And he got deliverance that day. I'm going to tell you there ain't enough devils in hell to stop us from getting what we need from God. If we're hungry enough. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you, one encounter with God can make a, a Gadarian demoniac into a sane man that is clothed uh, and in his right mind. One encounter with God can change a deceitful Jacob uh, into prince with God and change the way he walks and the way he thinks. Did you hear me? I said one encounter. One encounter. One divine encounter with God uh, can change an alcoholic and make a Christian out of him. Can change a drug addict. Uh, can change an insane, immoral person into somebody normal that wants to live for God. You just got to be hungry enough. You just got to want Him bad enough. You just got to want Him more than you want the devil's bondage and more than the devil's chains. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you got to have some recognition. Say, hey, God's in the house. The Spirit's passing by. The water's troubling. It's time to get my miracle. Hallelujah. It's time to get my healing. It's time to get my deliverance. Hallelujah. It's time to get these chains cut off of me. It's time to get out of this bondage. Jesus is walking to the front door of my prison. And He's wanting to know if I want out of it. Jesus, open up my cell. Let me out. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for you. Hallelujah. Shut up, Bartimaeus. Shut up. That's easy for you to say. You ain't the one blind. Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Be quiet, Bartimaeus. We want to philosophize. Hey, you can philosophize later. I need a miracle. I need a touch. I need a breakthrough. Hallelujah. When you want to break through bad enough, the crowd don't intimidate you. Family don't intimidate you. The devil don't intimidate you. Jesus, I want to live. Oh, let's worship him again. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I feel victory. I feel it's starting to break. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. I said it's starting to break. Hallelujah. 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 Hell's wanting to give us a move of God, and the devils are nervous right now. Hallelujah. 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 One encounter with God can take a typical Sunday morning and turn it into a life-changing event for somebody. Woo! One encounter with God can heal a woman that is afflicted with an issue for 12 years. And the doctor said, we can't help you. And everybody said, we've done giving up on you. But she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. One touch. 
Did you catch that? One touch. Everybody was thronging on him, but somebody touched him. He said, who touched me? I just felt some virtue. I just felt some virtue go out of me. He said, there's a lot of people going through the motions, but somebody got through. As I already was said, I didn't come to go through the motions today, but I come to touch him. I come to get through. I come to find that virtue, that anointing. That anointing. I recognize who's in this house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. The Bible says in Hebrews 5 and 14, He but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use, having their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. There is something that can get in, get, get in somebody. And they, they learn through the coming and the process of coming to church and of praying and exercising them spiritual senses. Amen. Learning to discern the move of the Holy Ghost and to recognize the move of the Holy Ghost. If there has ever been a day and an hour, it's right now. We have got to learn to recognize the sovereign move of God. We have got to have a sensitivity get a hold of us. You can go, and I'm in church all the time. That's my job. It's my occupation. And I can tell... That, uh, when, when, that some people, when they come to the house of the Lord, they are clueless what is going on in the Spirit. That's not being ugly, that's being factual. You can tell by the way they act. They're clueless that God is there. They're clueless that the King of Kings has entered the place. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you something. If we really got a revelation and we really got a perspective and an understanding that He is in this house like we say we believe He's in this house. I'm telling you, we'd have a sovereign move of God every time we come to the house of the Lord. We'd have a sovereign move of the Holy Ghost every time we walked in. If we believed that He was present like we say we do, we, there would be no stopping what, what God would do in this house and in this city. But there is something that's, that's got to get inside of us. It's got to be in our very cranial cap, if you will. It's got to be the heartbeat and the desire that when I walk through those doors, I have come to touch God. I have come looking for the move of God. I've come with an expectancy in my heart. And there ain't nobody going to stop me. I'm not here to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm not here to carry a grudge or to wait, you know, this or that and to tell somebody off after church or to judge somebody. No, forget all that. I've buried that at the altar. I've washed it in the blood. And I have come to this house because my soul has a need for God. My soul is hungry for God. There's something in me. I've got to have a touch. And I refuse to leave without my touch. I refuse to leave without my anointing. I've got devils to face tomorrow and I refuse to walk out of here without the victory burning in my soul and a promise from the Lord. If you have that attitude, you'll walk out of here with a word from God. You'll walk out of here with a touch. Amen. But if there ain't a spiritual recognition inside of us and we have so many times we come in and go out and not even realize that God was in the house. God, help us. God, help us. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, an avid hunter. I've been, I've hunted some. I've uh, went a little bit. I guess in my high school years, trying to prove my manhood. And then finally, I thought, you know what? I hate getting up five o'clock in the morning. I really don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> Climbing up in a tree, freezing myself to death, can't see nothing. And it hit me one day after about the second or third year. I thought, I don't even like this. Why am I out here? Because I had friends that did it, so I thought I would do it. And I thought, you know, my wife and kids home, and they're sleeping in bed. They're bundled up. I'm out here shaking. Don't even like deer meat. Don't like the taste of it. But I got a shotgun up here trying to prove something. I finally said, you know what? Forget this business. I went home, went back to bed. But I said all that. Now, some people love hunting. Nothing wrong with that. I got friends. Like I've said, they're good at it. I was thinking about some of this the other day. I'd be riding with them down the highway. I've been on trips. There's one particular guy, Brother Robbie, back at home. I'd be riding with him. We've gone to Oklahoma and different places. We went together. And I'm going to tell you, we've been going down the road, and he'll be driving. And all of a sudden, he'll go, there's a deer over there. And I'll look, and there'll be a deer. And he'll go, there's a deer. And I'm telling you, he has picked them out, and I'm just sitting there looking at him. I said, man, you eat, sleep, and drink this stuff. 
Some of them even are on my side, and he's sitting over here, and he sees them, and he recognizes it. He said, there's a deer, and I'll look, and sure enough, and, he, and I'm not just talking about on the side of the road. I'm talking about off in the distance. How in the world somebody can drive 75 mile an hour and see a little brown spot off in the woods beyond me? Now, I don't miss the McDonald's sign. You ain't going to slip that past me. And I'm not going to miss Cracker Barrel. So I'll pick that up right now. But forget the deer, you know. And they're, they're out here and, and, and doing all this. And what made me think about it, I was riding with a brother Friday night. We was going home, middle of the night. He was driving. I was sitting on the, on the passenger side. And he's an avid deer hunter. Brother Mike Seals from Indiana. And we're, we're driving through there. And, it's on, and he goes, there's a deer. And sure enough, there was a deer. I thought, man, keep your eyes on the road. But, but my point is, they got an eye for it. That they, they pick up into something. They, they see it. I don't know how they do it. But they are so, their eyes are in tune, if I can say it that way. They recognize it because they've done it so much. And they, they see it. And, and I got to looking one day. My brother, he's worked with law enforcement off and on and, and volunteered the fire department and this and that and anything else where he can run a light and everybody see him. But you just have to know my brother. But anyhow, and, and I've been sitting here talking to deputies. i got some that are friends. And all of a sudden, their speakers will just let out a blare and, and make all this noise. And it sounds like a bunch of gibberish. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then they'll pick up the speaker and they'll respond back into it. I'm like, what in the world? I didn't even know they said anything to him. But their ear was in tune to that. They had an ear that was trained. And what sounded like static to me was actually saying something to them. What just looked like the woods to me was actually there was deer moving out there to somebody that had an eye for it. We need that to get a hold of us when we come into the house of God. Some people come and they hear the preaching and it's nothing more than static. I've seen him shout and don't even know what he said. I've seen him scream, come on! And I believe in all that. They couldn't tell you what he just said. And then others walk out. I've seen the services where some people are weeping over an altar. God's breaking them. God's working on them. God's dealing with them. And others walk out that were clueless that God was even in the house. What was the difference? Somebody had their ear in tune. Somebody had their eye in tune. Somebody come in and said, hey, God's in this place. There's angels in this house. Ministering spirits of the Lord. The anointing of God has flown in this sanctuary. I feel the river flowing in this house. While others are totally clueless that anything is even happening. Because of spiritual recognition. There are people that have their senses exercised. And they recognize the move of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you. I recognized it here this morning. We had a move of the Holy Ghost while I go in song service. Some people caught it. Others didn't even know he come by them. I watched one get a touch from God and while others didn't even know he was in the house. How you know that? Because I recognize the signs. Don't take it lightly when somebody starts weeping and travailing. Don't overlook that and say, oh, they're just trying to be spiritual. No, 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 no. God's in the house. God's moving. Hey, if he's moving there, get ready. It may just come over to my pew. Hey, if Brother So-and-So's running, get ready. Get ready. My victory might just be on the way. I'm telling you, we got to learn to recognize the move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship Him a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some of you, you're in tune to what I'm saying right now. There's others that don't even know He's here yet. Come on, we need to touch Him. Hallelujah. 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 Is there anybody that wants your need met? Can you recognize that he's walking these aisles today? If you can recognize it, if you can see him, you'll get your touch, woman with the issue of blood. Bartimaeus, you'll get your healing if you'll recognize it. Ooh. <laughs> My Lord, I feel something deep in this house. And I'm going to tell you, there's others of you feeling what I'm feeling. But can I say it this way? I'm going to anyhow. There's others. They got that glazed eye. They don't even know what some of us are feeling here today. What are you trying to say? You're spiritual. You're better than somebody. No. I'm trying to wake us up to spiritual sensitivity and let somebody know God is in this place. 
There's a deep river in this house to heal someone, to touch someone. And I don't want to leave without it. Oh, let's touch him again. Just wait on the Lord in here right now a minute. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how in one service that somebody can be chained and bound up by the devil and by the spirits of hell and somebody else can have chains but one is getting delivered one's getting their chains cut off one's getting their spirit set free while the other one is getting more chains wrapped around him and more chains wrapped around their spirit and one is getting closer to God and one's getting farther isn't it amazing how that happens in the same service isn't it amazing how Jesus at some people's ears they have ears but they don't hear they have eyes but they don't see and what Bartimaeus is getting his miracle what Legion is getting delivered what Zacchaeus is getting an invitation amen to have dinner with the Lord. Others are going home, going, oh, he's just another man. That's just Mary and Joseph's kids. Uh, he ain't nobody. That's just Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, who is this pro- Who is this guy? This self-proclaimed prophet. Belzebub, he's got a devil. And then, uh, and while others are just going on and ridiculing him. Lazarus is getting resurrected out of the grave. While some are dying, Lazarus is being lifted out of the tomb after four days of death. Woo! Why? Because of spiritual recognition, spiritual sensitivity. Because some hear static, but some hear the voice of God. Woo! Remember my pastor telling me a story. I thought about it this morning when he's at TBC. He said there was a there was a man talking. He was doing a Bible study in one of the classes there. I believe it was a chapel service. And he said he was talking. And he said really it was just more of a lesson. It was just kind of just I don't I don't want to downside. It was just it wasn't really hyping and running and screaming and that he was just talking. It was kind of dry, but he was saying some good things. And, and, and my pastor said he went out to the bathroom and come back in. And he said when he come back in it was it was silent across the crowd. And not a lot of responsive people was listening. He said, I looked over. He said, there was a man standing in the back. He said, he was standing on his feet with his hands raised. He said, tears were pouring down his cheeks. And he said, he, loved, he thought, that man's getting it right now. He's getting something. While others were totally oblivious to the depth that was there. There was someone that was getting a word from God that they'd been waiting on for a long time. And I'm not saying those in that crowd was, I'm not demonizing them or saying they was carnal. But that man had a need. And he wasn't leaving without his answer. Because God was speaking. God was talking. Acts chapter 9, verse 7. Giving the account of the Apostle Paul. And the men, as, as this is going, says, The men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. When the light smote him down. That was in Acts 9 when it happened. On the, the Damascus road. But in Acts 22 verse 9. Paul is telling his story. He told it here. He told it later to, to Agrippa. But he said. And they, were, they that were with me. Saw indeed the light. And were afraid. But they heard not the voice of him. That spake to him. But Acts chapter 9 said. They heard the voice. But when Paul was retelling. He said they didn't hear the voice. It's not two scriptures contradicting each other. They heard something. But Paul said they didn't hear what was being said. They heard something that sounded like thunder. But Paul was hearing somebody say, Paul, Paul, why persecutest thou me? i got something for you to do. I'm going to send you to the Gentiles and you're going to do a work for God. I'm putting a calling on you. Oh, isn't that how it is a lot of times in the same church service? While somebody's getting their calling, others are just hearing thunder. While some are hearing their voice, the voice of God, the word they was hungry for. They're getting their miracle and they're getting their healing. Others are just hearing thunder. Others are just saying, I'm going to tell you something. Every one of us in this building have a need here today. Every one of us have a need some kind of need for God. Some more than one. 
So I said all that to say this. God ain't here just to speak to one or two people and let everybody else go home today. But He is here to speak to those that have ear to hear this morning. He is here to to reveal Himself to those that have eyes to see. And while some, and that's the preacher, the preacher hates it. I'm telling you, every man of God hates it when he's preaching and he's reaching and he knows God wanted to do something for his soul and to watch them walk out untouched and unmoved. I'm telling you, there's nothing that cuts a man of God any more than that. My preacher, my pastor, I wasn't there. They told me about it. I wish I could heard it. They told me the other day, he just preached a message about the the agony of the ministry. Amen. And that is that when God gives a man of God something to meet the need, that they don't show up, they didn't come that night, or they didn't respond that night. And as he was preaching and weeping, and he said, God told him, he said, I knew in services gone by, there was people that God wanted to heal. God spoke to him before service, and they didn't even come to church that night. And that's the agony that gets a hold of a man of God. Because I'm going to tell you, a man of God feels the burden of the Lord. You gotta understand. That's another part. You gotta recognize that. I'm gonna tell you when a man when a man gets behind the pulpit and he's called of God and anointed by God and he says, "I got a burn in my heart for somebody today." You gotta recognize something. That ain't just that man, but God. He is feeling the burden of the Lord. You could say, in essence, God has a burden for somebody's soul. And when the man get up, he'll say, "I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost. You better have your ears open. God's speaking directly." Talking about spiritual recognition. These ain't just cliches that we use. But I'm telling you, God channels His burden and His desire through the man of God and through the pastor and the fivefold ministry. And when we learn to recognize that, I'm telling you, we'll leave with more than we've ever left with. And some say, oh, that's just, that's just thunder. That's just... Uh, that's just the man of God saying the same old, same old cliche. He's always saying he's feeling the Holy Ghost or he's hearing from the Holy Ghost. And they walk out with chains rattling on them. And what they don't realize is when they walked out, they might have come with five chains, but now they left with six. Because for every time we come and leave without our answer and deliverance, it's one more chain that gets wrapped around the soul. See, that's the thing about an apostolic church. You don't come and go out of, the, out of the presence of God and leave the same. Now, you can do that in the nominal world, but not where the Spirit is. You will leave different, you hear me? If you come in by the north gate, you will go out by the south. You come in from the east, you go out by the west, you will leave different. Every one of us will leave different here this morning. Every one of us will walk out of here. Whether you're going to be closer to God or we're going to be one step farther away from God. No neutral, no middle ground. Oh. No middle ground. That's why people get 60 years old and backslide. Walk out on God. I've seen it happen. Serve God for years and come to church faithful for years. They turn around and walk out on God. How in the world did they do that? Because what people didn't recognize is they wasn't in tune with God. They weren't hearing God. They wouldn't have any spiritual recognition. And all of a sudden, what looked like just backsliding one day was actually the process of days gone by and months gone by of the chain being wrapped around longer and longer and longer. And they never got their deliverance because they could not recognize that God wanted to help them. And what God was speaking, some was weeping and crying, saying, Oh, that's my word. That's what I was waiting on. That's what I come for. Others were going... That's just a pastor ran and raving again. Oh, and while some are sitting in heavenly places, others are sitting in carnal places, all under the same roof. Oh. <laughs> and while the seed is being sown, oh, he out of while the seed is being, so I'm going to tell you, there's a spiritual atmosphere in this place right now. Heaven and hell is at war. And while the seed is being sown, while the seed is being sown in the same congregation, some is getting it. Oh, this is what I come looking for. This is what I come longing for. That's it. This is what I was hungry for. It's Him. It's His presence. 
He said, oh, I was thirsty for this, and now my soul is drinking. How I've seen the oneness of God like I've never seen it before. Pastor, I got a revelation tonight while he was preaching about holiness that I never had. I saw a revelation in prayer in a place I could go in prayer that I've never seen before. And others, the seed, it hits and it just bounces off as the wicked wants. As the wicked one snatches it away, snatches it away, snatches it away. And others are taking it home. And it all happens under the same roof. Because of spiritual recognition. I'm going to tell you the Bible says. The full soul. F-U-L-L. The full soul loatheth the honeycomb. Do you realize there is something in you that God put in you. A sensational hunger. For something to feed your soul. Ushatakatarala and when a person comes to the house of God and that hunger is not there, not evident, they are feeding it with something. You hear me? They're feeding it with something. Your soul will eat something. You will not just exist. Just as you've got to have natural food to survive, your soul has got to have food. You will feed it with bitterness. You will. I'm going to tell you, this keeps coming to me. You'll feed it with immorality. You'll feed it with pornography. I hit this the last time I was here. I feel that sticking its head up again this morning. The filthy porno spirit. I'm going to tell you, you hide it. You hide it, sir. And they'll feed it with spiritual substitutes. And they'll feed it with, with lust. Or they'll feed it with anger. You'll feed it with something. And that tells me, when a person comes and sits on a pew and they're not hungry, something has fed you. Because I'm going to tell you, that hungry bird, friend, there ain't no distracting him. Those little babies, they got their mouth open. Their eyes are wide open. I was at a rally in Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I said a rally, family reunion. And uh, I remember going over and visiting somebody. And a bird had built a nest right in a big wreath on the door, in the front door. And there was three babies there. I'm going to tell you what. I sit there for probably an hour and didn't even see them. Didn't even know they were there. And finally, I looked up and I saw them and they were sitting there. I never forgot it. Their eyes was this big looking up. And all three of them had their beaks like that, just wide open. They was opening that door. The door was swing open in the house. Never faced them. Shut the door. Never faced them. We was moving around. They didn't even blink because I started studying them and watching them and watched the movements of the kids playing. And my kids was having a water slide and a water balloon and this and that and they was playing in the water and, and we was all talking to fellowship and I just kept my eye on them. They never moved. They was hungry and nothing was going to distract them from it. And they weren't going to miss it when mama come by and drop the worm in their mouth. They come by and fed them. And, I, and when I saw them, I tell you, it done something to me. I prayed that day. I said, God, let what is in nature get in my heart for you. That when I come to the house of God, I'm oblivious to those that are around me. Oh, yeah, I'm going to shake your hand and be nice. No, I'm not talking about being rude. But you've got to understand something. My mind ain't on what's here. I'm looking for something in the Holy Ghost. My eyes are peeled. My mouth is open. Oh, 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 man is coming. Oh, I'm going to show him I'm hungry. My mouth. My spiritual mouth is wide open. And when he's coming by and he's dropping the manna, right here, Lord. Right here. <laughs> huh? My mouth is open, God. My eyes are looking. I'm hungry. When I'm worshiping, I'm praying, I'm singing, I'm letting him know I'm hungry. But those that never pray and never worship, their mouth ain't open. They're not hungry. They're being fed by another spirit. They're being fed. I'm telling somebody. They're being fed. You're being fed by the devil. Here he goes again. I hear you. I hear you. You got to realize God's here to help somebody today. I'm going to tell you, a preacher wants everybody to be saved that can be saved. A man of God wants everyone to be saved that can be saved. But you hear me. 
a real man of God ain't going to let one person stand in the way of 20, 30 people that are trying to get to the altar. One person that ain't hungry that wants to drag their carnal spirit in here. Let the devil feed on that. And let the devil use that to close. I'm going to tell you. God. Oh. Well, preacher, I'm not everything I need to be. I'm not praying like I should, but I'm not bad. You don't understand. You're feeding your soul with something. You're feeding that soul. Oh, God. How many times has God come by to help us? And we failed to recognize what he was doing. I'm going to tell you in this service this morning, the Lord is speaking to us. And some are hearing it. I can feel it hitting in the Holy Ghost. A man of God can feel it when someone's eating what he's serving. And I can also feel where it ain't going. And where it ain't being received. And that ain't being spiritual. That just goes with preaching. Oh. Sounded like thunder. But Paul was getting a revelation that was going to change him for the rest of his entire life. One encounter with God took a murderer and turned him into one of the greatest apostles that ever lived. You realize that? One encounter. Sir, ma'am, maybe you're sitting here today and say, Preacher, I'd love to have that Holy Ghost. I'd love to have that life-changing experience, but you don't understand. My, my life, my daddy was an alcoholic. My grandpa was an alcoholic. This thing, my mama did this. My mama did that. You fill in the blank. You don't understand the sins in my family. Preacher, you don't understand the mountain. I've heard it so many times. No, what you don't understand is what one encounter can do. It can undo all the history and all the years that the devil has bound you with. One encounter with God took a man that was a murderer that was on his way to kill Christians and drag them out of the church and slay them. One encounter with God turned him around Sent him to an altar of repentance. Filled him with the Holy Ghost. Baptized him in Jesus' name. And he started churches all over the world. Did you hear me? One divine encounter with God. Why? Because of his recognition. Even Saul, who was the murderer, when he was smitten by the light, he had something in him that said, This is God. Who art thou, Lord? Apparently, I thought I knew you, but I don't know you. Who are you? And Yahweh said, I am Jesus. Paul got a revelation that the God of the Old Testament was Jesus Christ in the New Testament. And that revelation forever changed him. I've had the Holy Ghost for some time, but I'm bound. I can't conquer this. I'm going to tell you, the Holy Ghost is here today to help somebody conquer that mountain. You just got to have a divine encounter. You just got to have that recognition that says, He's really here. He really does want to help me. He really does want to change me. He really does care about my soul. He really does love me. He really died. He really did die for me on Calvary. His blood really does flow to that lowest valley. And if you could ever get that recognition, it would forever change you. Would you pray with me right now? Would somebody tap into the Holy Ghost with me? Come on, lift your voice. Don't be intimidated. Somebody help me pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, some feathers are ruffled here this morning. There are others that are hungry for God. There are others that are weeping here this morning. While some are getting hard-hearted today, others are breaking and weeping right under this room. You're the one I'm reaching for. You're the one I'm after. I'd love to help everyone here today, but I've realized some people ain't hungry today. But there's people in this room that are hungry. There's people in this room that are, have a need. Oh, In the midst of a crowd... In the midst of a crowd that was screaming, crucify him. There was Mary Magdalene's whose hunger was pulling for his blood and was getting their sins remitted.
They thought they had him dead. They thought it was over. They didn't realize he was preparing a Pentecost. And right here in this room today, well, some are going to leave harder hearted. Some are going to leave cold. Others can have a Pentecost, a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. If you're hungry enough, if you open that mouth, like that bird, spiritually, God, right here. God, drop it right here. I'm showing you I'm hungry. I recognize your touches in this house. And I ain't letting a thousand devils stop me. Oh, come on, lift your voice, intercessor. I'm telling you, there is a spirit of intercession in this place today. And some are feeling it, and others don't even feel like praying. But come on, intercessor. Help me create an atmosphere here this morning. Would you do it for the visitor's sake? For that one that wants to be delivered. That one that wants the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Will you help me travail in Zion this morning? Would you override the enemy that wants to steal the seed so God can use you to flow through and reach that hungry soul? That one that's never had the first chance. Oh, come on, new life. Help me pray. Help me pray. Pray with me in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Don't be intimidated. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. When they prayed, the place where they prayed was shaken together. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. Can you recognize? Woo. Jesus is in this house today. Oh, you can walk out of here with a different temperament. You can walk out of here. Jacob, it only takes one touch. Jacob, one touch. And you won't have to be a deceiver no more. One divine touch. And you won't have to be a liar. One divine touch. And you won't have to be bitter. If you will recognize that He's here. <laughs> one touch. One touch. It's such a big devil preacher. It's such a big problem. No. I'm telling you. One touch. And you'll see how small it really was compared to the God of heaven. Hallelujah. I don't care what form of abuse you've been through. I'm telling you, God will wrap his arms around you. And love you like no father ever loved you. Help me pray, church. I'm reaching for somebody. There's a burden here. I told you a while ago, God put a burden in my heart for someone. Hallelujah. Oh, I know it looks like a long walk to that altar, sir. It's not as long as you think. Oh, one touch. Just one touch. And he can erase the pain of a past that you wish you could forget. Oh, he can erase the pain. I didn't say the memory, but the pain. He can erase it. One touch of this Holy Ghost. He can touch your mind. He can deliver you from every, everything the devil's tried to put on you. Stand with me, church. Stand with me and pray. Help me pray. How about it, sis? How about it, ma'am? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, if you could see in the Holy Ghost today, there's a God in heaven with arms wide open around these altars. He's wanting to touch someone. Hallelujah. Preacher, I'm so hard, I can't cry. Oh, you let him squeeze that heart. You'll watch the tears erase the memories, the scars. By his stripes we were healed. That's not just physically. That's emotionally. That's mentally. I'm telling you, this blood is powerful. His blood has been all over this service today. In the song service. In the preaching. And it's here right now to do its work. Who got out of my higher? I'm telling you, the blood of Calvary is flowing in this room just as real as it was that day. Come on, what you're feeling is the Holy Ghost confirming His Word and His blood is here. 
Come on, that blood's pulling. That blood's pulling. That blood overrides every devil in hell. That blood overrides every spirit of opposition. That blood flows. The devil can't stop it from finding your valley, from finding your heartache, from finding your trauma, from finding your pain. If you want it, it calls for you. Father, forgive him. I'm telling you, he forgave you for you even knew what you'd done. It was your sin that hung him on a cross. But he said, Father, forgive him. Because there's people yet unborn that don't even know what they're doing to me right now. He forgave you for crucifying him before you was ever born. No greater love hath man in this that a man would lay down his life for his friends. He called you friend, sir. He called you friend, ma'am. Did you hear me? He called you friend before you was ever born. He called you friend. He saw your sin. He saw your iniquity. He knew you was going to blaspheme his name. He knew you'd curse him. But I'm telling you, he did it anyway. So his blood could pull for you here this morning. Oh, his blood. <laughs> oh, that's it, church. Just help me pray a little bit longer. God's reaching for someone right now. That blood. <laughs> it calls you. Don't let the blood. Don't let it condemn you on judgment day. Let it be your friend. Get on this side of it. Wash in it. Get on this side of it. Don't be on the opposite side of Calvary when you go out of this earth. Oh, come on, friend. <laughs> the Lord cries, come on. <laughs> if I could make you get the Holy Ghost, I'd do it. I can't make you repent. I can't make you be saved. But the blood of Jesus is calling for you. Can you recognize it? Can you recognize it? Hallelujah. 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 Reach us to the highest mountain. <laughs> Come on, it's flowing. It's flowing right down your pew. It's flowing in your heart. It's flowing in your mind. Come on. Come on, lady, with the issue. Come on, lady, with the issue. You don't know my issue, preacher. Hey, he does. He knows that. And he wouldn't be calling for you right now if he didn't have faith that you could make it. But he's calling for you because he's confident that you can do it. He believes in you when you don't even believe in you. He's got confidence in you when nobody else had confidence in you. When you didn't have confidence in yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Could we do altar call different today? Would you just come and stand instead of kneeling? Keep praying. But as you're coming, would you come and stand around these altars and pray? Let's create an atmosphere in case somebody wants to pray with us. If you're visiting with us, please join us. You don't have to, but we'd love for you to. Oh, as you come and lift your voice, let's not lose it here around the altar. Lift your voice. Pray. That blood's pulling, I'm telling you. It's reaching for somebody. Come on. Help me travail, Mother of Israel. That blood is reaching. That blood is calling. That blood is calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Laying on the altar. Here I am, Lord. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide. Come on. You're going to leave with virtue today. You're going to leave with a touch today. <laughs> oh, do you recognize him? 
Do you recognize him? Do you recognize what you're feeling is him? Do you recognize that's the key? Oh, Shatakatalamahaya. Do you understand that the God that spoke this world into existence is whispering in your ear right now? He's breathing on your soul. Do you recognize it? Oh, if you recognize him, you'll get what you need. Oh, talk to him. Hallelujah. 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 You could get a miracle here today. But most of all, your soul can leave changed. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Don't be afraid of what you're feeling. That's the gentle tug of the Holy Ghost pulling at your heartstring. God's not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do, but He's going to beckon you. He calls for you. Will you come? Will you come? You're used to people forcing their will on you. God ain't that way. He's not a manipulator, but He calls. He beckons. He says, Will you come? <laughs> will you reach? Come into my presence. Oh, that's it. That's it. Help me pray. That's it. Keep praying. Hallelujah. Jacob, wrestle with that angel. Wrestle with that angel. Wrestle with it. Let him wrestle that out of you. Oh, let him take it out of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He'll change it, Jacob, but you got to go to him. He's not going to drag you out of the tent, but if you'll step out... He'll work on your soul. And when it's done, you'll walk different. You'll see your enemy is the face of God. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is walking somebody's, by somebody's tent today. And is rustling the leaves. He's calling you to come out and wrestle with Him. He calls for you to come and to wrestle with Him. Not to harm you, but to work out all the idiosyncrasies. To work out all the habits that don't need to be there. Not to harm you and to send you to hell, but to change your very nature. He stirs the leaves, but you got to go out of the tent of the flesh and wrestle with God. Praying in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Mama, 
What happened to daddy? He's walking on a cane today. He's halting upon his thigh. Everything all right? I heard something last night. Everything's fine, honey. Daddy just had a change. <laughs> the house is going to be different. The atmosphere in the family is going to be different. <laughs> Daddy's not the supplanter and liar anymore. He's a prince with God. One service. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm reaching for you. <laughs> oh, I'm reaching for you, Jacob. One service. One touch. Come and wrestle with me. God pleads for you, sir, to wrestle with him. Ma'am, God calls for you to hand it to him. Hand it to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. trying to drag us out. Can we just wait on him? He's here. That's it. Just keep talking to him a moment. We ain't going to miss this in eternity. Oh, 